Welcome to Girl Flower Podcast with Vic and Jess. We will be having conversations and inspirational chinwags with florists and growers to keep you company in your workspaces, in the car, over a cuppa or wherever you like to listen. We hope to help you along on your own floral journey. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Girl Flower Podcast. Today we're in conversation with Steph Turpin of Fair Enough Flowers. Fair Enough Flowers are a wedding and event florist based in Hampton Hill and we have so been looking forward to this chat. We completely obsess over Steph's grid on a daily basis and I certainly accredit it to be the roughest grid ever on Instagram. We really enjoyed finding out more about Steph and her business, about how she began her journey into flowers from sports journalism, how she developed her business from flower shop through to studio-based wedding and events florist. There's lots and lots of wonderful information here. So thank you so much to Steph for having a chat with us. We hope you really enjoy it. You look amazing. You look very well and healthy. And I think you, wherever you're sat is amazing light. But I have a feeling you probably look like that anyway. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> it's just my living room. This is just Good light. Room. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Really, <laughs> yeah. really nice. Really nice. Um, yeah. No, no. I'm feeling so stressed this week. I feel a bit oh, sick. No. Have you oh, got really? a lot on? You just look at your diary and you think, what the hell did I do? What mm. have I done? What What have you got on this week? <laughs> just leave just it there. Loads of weddings. Yeah, just because everyone kind of moved from last year, obviously. And then you have take, you know, you had stuff in already. And then you're like, yeah, yeah. I'll just do it a year ago yeah. it'll be fine and I'll get all the freelancers in and then all the freelancers obviously have got their own uh, you know stuff going on yeah. because everyone wants a florist yeah um, it's really stressful um and, and I remember doing exactly the same last year thinking oh, I'll be all right I'll be all right just keep yeah I just keep it's them, a keep year them, away yeah keep coming yeah. keep them coming that'll be fine and then I don't need to think about that quite yet I'll deal with that when it comes around and then it's like oh dear I mean <laughs> For me, luckily, I say luckily, but it would have been nice to get them out of the way this year. But I had this big period of literally where I, I was like, how am I physically going to get this done? Like there was so much like bundled up into a tiny mm. area. I, I'm going to probably die. Mm. Um, and then <laughs> people, there, there was areas when people just started moving on into 22. So it just became a bit more manageable. Yeah. There was one week where I had, it was like um five weddings back to back um and I was like I just I don't even think that can be done <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the so, florist I've just delivered flowers to she's got four this week oh. and she phoned me last week and she was like I don't even know how to get my head around the ordering of four and you know so she was like I'm probably going to send you four different emails and yeah. I said that's absolutely fine just send me four different emails four different deliveries I'll sort the rest out but mm. I think it's just um it's just everybody having had a year of pretty much no work just kind of went yeah we'll take it all on because you can't say no can you exactly yeah. exactly and now yesterday I was like what the hell have I done oh all the tears oh, oh no you know when you just think oh I just all a bit too much and then you've got like brides <laughs> coming at you haven't you from every yeah. angle like going, yeah. can I, what about this and how many tables can I have and how many people can I have sitting around a table Exactly. well they, they need to anyway. sort that out themselves first don't they because i know I mean, if, but yeah. surely as a florist that's exactly what we do no <laughs> <laughs> well i would have thought they should start with their venue for things like that I know. Some, yeah. 
double checking what they're going to have for their dinner next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's kind of move away from oh. the stress and go back to less stress. Well, maybe less stressful times. Let's talk about um, how you began because you didn't begin in floristry you were far far away from floristry I was I was a sports journalist for the BBC um and I always loved flowers so as a little kid I used to um my parents used to leave us at my grandparents house and they had a beautiful garden full of the most incredible hydrangeas and sweet peas and garden roses and um they used to let me and my brother it's a little bit weird get married uh <laughs> and cut uh, whatever flowers we wanted so it was kind of like a dream uh and I made I've got pictures of me lit- like as a little bride uh, marrying my brother um with like flowers in my hair I had full-on flower crowns going on with hydrangea uh, so I always loved flowers um and I always loved sport um so I kind of went down the sport route first um and um yeah so I worked for the BBC for five years um and then when they all moved to Salford um I took um redundancy well actually I didn't I went and did the little um Jane Packer career course to see if I actually really liked flowers um or if it was just a you know, a whim. Um, and I, yeah, I went and did it and loved it. Um, and then I took voluntary redundancy. And then bizarrely, within, within uh, not very long, um, I had my own flower shop. Amazing. <laughs> it's um, like destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had, uh, I'd been out for dinner in uh, it's a little place called Shepparton near, uh, just down the river from Hampton Court. And there was this cutest, cutest shop that I always loved. When when we were little, we used to go to this place for dinner. And I always admired this little shop. It was just like a little, it looked ramshackles. Like half of it was kind of really slopey. It was super old. It had leaded windows. It kind of looked like a little witch should live there. <laughs> and um, like a nice witch. Like. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just... I just loved it and we'd been out for dinner and I'd done the, the, my course and I'd, I just loved, I just completely fell in love again with flowers and thinking I, this is something I really want to do. And I always wanted bizarrely a flower shop. I didn't really just want to make flowers. I always, I thought that's what I want to do. So um, I just put um, a note under the door of the shop and just said, if you ever want to rent your shop out, I would love to rent it from you. Um, And literally the next day, the woman rang me and said, I don't want to rent it, but I want to sell it. And I was like, oh, rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I went and spoke with my parents, as you do. Um, And um, yeah, with a little bit of uh, remortgaging my house and borrowing some money from my parents. Um, oh wow! Ah, yeah. oh. was it just the shop, or was there like was there accommodation attached to it? What what was what was the no? Like? It was just like a little detached, freestanding, weird little shop. Amazing. Um, there was no. It was in uh, Church Square, um, 
So there was nothing. I think it used to be um, originally it was built for garages for the stagecoach for like the the manor house stagecoaches. Um, and then we've heard it used to be half of it used to be a post office um, back when they had like horses and carriages. Uh, apparently a little old woman used to set, sell um, apples for the horses from there. So it was just a bit of a weird shop. And then when we bought it, it was um, a lady had uh, she used to sell um, French painted furniture and um, the most expensive things she could find. And put it in a shop. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that was a massive step from obviously coming from sports journalism. You'd done this Jane Packer course. You thought you might rent a shop. It would be nice if you could perhaps rent it off this lady and you end up buying it. Yeah. Um, a, a, hu- a huge step. So obviously you had to make this, this journey work for you. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit about the early days of, of how you developed and, you know, some of the struggles you might have had at the beginning um, with when you opened your shop? Um, it was a complete shock to the system. When you see flower shops, you think, oh, isn't it pretty? What a lovely life that is. I think just generally flowers, you think, oh, and you know, I do get so many messages every day going, oh, you've just got the best job. And yes, I do have the best job, but it's not the, it's not all the dreams. The but, you problem know, is, not- is what you're selling the dream on your grid because they all just see those pretty ruffles and they're like, <laughs> I want to be jump in there because I think we all do when we see your grid just want to jump on in yeah well mm, let's see um yeah I think I don't know so it was it was a it was a complete I mean I was so silly I was young and stupid (laughs) but amazing it was you know incredible I remember getting my first flower order at the shop um and it arrived from Holland and I just cried and it took me, I think it took me the whole day to condition the flowers. <laughs> and everything was set, all the vases were ready, all the buckets were ready. And it was going to be, and it wasn't, we didn't have it like a traditional flower shops, kind of with a bank of flowers. We still kept all the French painted furniture and, um, you know, we sold gifts and cards and um, pretty things, just not quite as expensive as the last lady. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so and I and then I I had a bench at the back and I remember the first customer coming in and wanting a bunch of flowers and I was like can you pop back in about 20 minutes because I I just can't I just I've got you know I was just like oh god what have I done um but it was amazing it was so good and we we made such good friends even just you know people like local people and would come in every week and um the you know this makes me feel so old um two days ago I met a girl a new bride who used to come into our shop with her parents to buy flowers like she used to come in with her dad as a little kid oh and now she's getting married oh my god (laughs) I was like oh this is so wrong But it's lovely, though. It's lovely that you were, you know, you were part of a community. I, I did the same as you and I started a shop very quickly mm. and it had the same thing as you. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I've got to learn how to wrap a bouquet really quickly. And um, yeah, I, I, you, you have to learn. You have to learn so quickly. I think I still think I can do a hand tie in record time now because you know you you get used to it, don't you? If, if um of all those people standing in a queue on a Saturday and you're like, ah, hand tie. 
but um but I think you you learn a lot by just jumping in yeah I I really did I mean I it looking back you think I would never suggest that to anybody Um, (laughs) but but now it kind of it just seems it was it was a dreamy fight we had the shop for five years um and it was a it was brilliant you know we didn't make any money but who needs to make money (laughs) (laughs) I mean kind of our weddings paid for the shop the shop didn't pay for the shop yeah yeah you're 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 right there actually that you you have to rely well I found I had to rely on um yeah weddings and parties and things to actually make any money the shop kind of just about supported itself that was that was it yeah but it but um yeah I think I'm glad that I didn't struggle on for longer with the shop how how about you so you you don't have the shop anymore no so we we just were taking kind of our wedding work which was kind of what I really love to do kind of just took off from there so in Shepparton there was um quite a lot of little um hotels and we started doing um a lot of weddings kind of but small weddings um and they had like little weird packages that we would do you know the table flowers and then um so that's kind of how we built up our portfolio of, of stuff um, that kind of builds up and then um, kind of just word of mouth. And we were just doing more and more weddings and um, kind of all over the country in the end. Um, and we were having to shut the shop because I couldn't find anyone that I that made flowers how I wanted them to look. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of all, um Shepparton and kind of that area was quite traditional so there was you know another couple I think there was three other florists but they were very traditional and very um you know one gerbera and one Mm. yeah Yeah, everything's got a set pattern hasn't it almost like a bouquet recipe yes absolutely um and so um I just couldn't find anyone so we were shutting the shop on Saturday or you know some Saturdays and or you know and then people would be like oh you don't really know when you're going to be open and and I started this is just holding us back to what I really want to do so um yeah so then we just rented the shop to um a hairdresser and uh, a couple of years ago we just sold the shop completely so um yeah and I drove past it the other day and it looked horrible oh what a shame it's just a, a solicitor's office now oh that's so annoying that's so annoying. But you're They're probably be... the only people who can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. But then so your the... dream changed, obviously, didn't it? So you you from the shop, where 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 did you work from then? Um, so we worked from uh like a some workspace in Twickenham for a while. Um but just because of the rugby and traffic and that didn't kind of last that long. And then we ended up um building a workspace in the garden perfect so when you finish at two o'clock in the morning you can just roll out roll into bed get up again two hours later um (laughs) yeah so we uh, and it's it's perfect for us now um yeah it's good everything's kind of there and um yeah it's kind of got everything we need I mean obviously it could be a little bit bigger but um I think workshops could always be a bit bigger. Even if you had the biggest one in the world. 
Yes, so Vic has moved from a tiny, tiny I know. shed. It looks incredible. This it's great, but I'm, I'm filling it up. Yeah. I'm literally filling it up and I'm thinking, oh, oh I just wish there's one next door and <laughs> it is slightly bigger. And I was like, I just wish I'd just gone for the bigger one, which sounds ridiculous because I've, I've come from a 12 by 16 foot shed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you always kind of, you just grow into your space, don't you? just go yeah. into space yeah I'm I'm so jealous of your your workspace I just I was looking at it I was like oh my god oh, I've got I've got I've got a good deal on it <laughs> very good deal did you <laughs> yes yeah well, maybe I should maybe I should move into next door then oh, oh you can okay. how about you have my one and I'll have the big one <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> luckily, luckily the, the farm where I grow flowers and where Vic has her workshop is owned by um some of my very best friends and so um you know when when I ask for land and tell them that I've got a florist friend they you know of course they do a good deal so we're yeah. very we are very grateful to them aren't we Vic very very lucky and grateful anyway yeah. enough about us so how long have you been in your your home studio for uh so we uh we moved out of the shop in 2010 um we opened there on the 1st of July 2005 um, and we we were there five years um so and we were only in Twickenham for probably about six months before it, it just wasn't kind of working for us so um yeah so we've been here ever since which is crazy um and we will have to change up again because we're having some work done on the house with a an extension so that's gonna have to go and then we'll look for a different space away from the house but so is is that a conscious decision of of moving away from home in terms of where you're working because you find that too much of your work home life balance gets muddled or um not so much it's I mean one it's the space a little bit because you know we've got a separate place for vases and candelabra and all kind of but then that's full already and so then it kind of finds its way into the house and it just you know yeah um so it's just more space and I really like it being so close to home because if you do have your late night finishes and then you know you have to be up at five in the morning to wire a flower crown or whatever you have to do then it's kind of handy but um yeah so it's, it's kind of more space and it just you know we've been putting off doing things on our house for so long so it's time maybe so let's talk about your weddings then yes let's talk about let's talk about your business as a whole because obviously we know you do weddings and events and workshops we only do um Christmas workshops at the moment um which we've only done for about the last five years I think um it's something that I don't feel which I know I don't know um I don't feel like I should be teaching people <laughs> I don't know just do, do, do either of you get that or not is it just me uh, Maybe. I, I love it yeah I do I, I enjoy it as well I enjoy it. I love it yeah. when I'm doing it but it's the fear beforehand I'm thinking actually should I be teaching people yeah the teaching anxiety thing I think that's yes. a thing. that's definitely a thing yeah. yeah that's definitely a thing but um, when it comes to Christmas so, so seasonal wreaths it's it's um it's an easy thing to teach because actually lots of people have made reads before, but they just need you there to kind of talk them through it and provide all the stuff. So I understand why some people just do the Christmas reads because mm. it's a, it's a great 
festive thing to do and it's quite a simple thing to do um but yeah I'm not sure if I could teach everything I could teach wiring how about that because I yeah yeah I think I think it is something I'm going to do more of next year I'm going to take on a few less weddings next year because I think they kind of take in a in a good way this isn't a, a negative way but it does take over your life completely and you wake up in the morning thinking about them, you go to bed thinking about, you know, what you've got to do and um, having the time off away from weddings last year, it kind of, I think a lot of uh, me and a lot of my florist friends have kind of realised that it, it kind of just like the year just flashes by and you don't even, it's just kind of, and you just think, oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going to take on a few less weddings. Yeah. And then I have so many, um, people asking me to to do teaching so um and I do love doing the the Christmas stuff um so maybe I'll give it a go yeah I think you absolutely should and I think yeah I think you're right I think there's been a resounding there was a kind of resounding thing about everyone taking on too much in terms of weddings and how they eat up all your time and having a look at how the season's panning out now I actually can't believe it's July already I'm like oh where's this year gone already and it is it's literally eat sleep and breathe weddings yeah um mm. so I totally get where you're coming from but on like a normal a normal year without COVID around how many weddings would you on average do per year so I think we do between 60 and 70 whoa oh that's on a normal year <laughs> yeah wow gosh no one do you need to take on less is there is there are you is there a magic number that you've kind of got in your head that you're like that's how many weddings I want to do a year no not really I just I'm just gonna stop saying yes I don't say yes to everything obviously if we're not available then we're not available but um you know we I might get like a little message on Instagram or just saying oh we're getting married I don't know in London could you do just a few bits and um yeah I'm gonna stop that (laughs) (laughs) so now now you're in COVID the COVID year of weddings where you've had to smush everything in how many weddings do you have this year I don't know I I don't want to count them (laughs) okay let's not let's not count them because I don't want you to pass out while doing this podcast We'll have to reschedule again. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I don't. I. I literally don't. I. I. I don't know. Um, wow. We've got. We've got a lot, which is yes. it's a lovely place to be. Um, it, you know, I'm so grateful that we've come this far, um, and that people want our flowers. And I, you know, I love. I love making wedding flowers. It's kind of. I know a lot of my. Um, other florist friends aren't so keen they just find it too stressful um and so they don't really do that many weddings if if any mm. um and they've moved completely away from wedding flowers but um I, yeah I really I really love working on weddings and kind of making people's kind of dreams come uh, you know a reality that's kind of what mm. I when, even when we had the shop um that's kind of what I really love to do so um yeah I just I'm just gonna I just need to take a bit of you know more time away and when you say we do you know doing 60 70 weddings a year there's obviously a team behind you have you uh, is everybody a freelancer or do you now have like a a core um, full-time team as well so we've got um there's 
three of us um, that work on um, all the weddings and then we will get in freelancers to, um, at, you know, to we, we've got like a, a brilliant group of people that we work with a lot um, that are kind of all local to, to me. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, that's what I've got to do when we finish. I'm ringing all my freelancers and putting them in <laughs> after looking at my diary yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I am quite organized, but um, I'm not organized in booking freelancers. It's been very difficult to book people in because, because actually up until about a week and a half ago, it was kind of like everything was on, on standby anyway, wasn't it? So there's, so now, now we know what we can do. It's like, right, get everybody in. So you'll yeah. feel better once it's done. Once you've I got everybody in, you'll breathe a sigh of relief. That's what I was telling myself yesterday. I was like, come on, right. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're booking everyone in. Um, yeah, absolutely. Everything is just so much later, you know, like I was, spoke yesterday with two of my brides for you know one for uh, just confirming table numbers and stuff for next Friday and then but you know normally that would have been done um a long time ago but um yeah so everything is a lot later which is why it's it's a funny it's just obviously it's a funny year for everybody but it's just it's just odd isn't it it just feels a bit a bit chaotic yeah, chaotic. You can't plan for anything. You're trying to get final numbers in, like you say. I mean, I get everything confirmed normally six weeks before. Me too. Um, but it has been. It's close to the button at the minute. Yeah. So you know, if you need to hire any extra bits that you might not have, or if you need to take on extra freelancers, nothing's being confirmed. So it just adds added pressure. And when you're doing, you know, on average on a normal year, sixty to seventy weddings, and you've got more than that this year, then that is just it's mind blowingly that's like anxiety inducing isn't it so yeah I feel anxious for you sorry oh god how many Uh, roughly weddings do you do a year I like a nice 30 yeah 35 yeah um but I want to I actually want to come down and do about 20 next like it won't be next year because everyone's next year but looking at 23 what I want to book in 23 is is 15 to 20 really ones that I'm really really excited about yeah but yeah. 60 70 because I work I work most of my own obviously I use freelancers and stuff that would blow my mind like 70 weddings I don't know where I don't know how you how that's possible <laughs> <laughs> we have I think we haven't it's that's not kind of an every you know I think I don't know like when we were in the shop and we were doing little weddings I think one year we did 120 weddings but they were the funny little ones you know included so but um yeah I I don't know yeah it's crazy let's (laughs) let's talk because you do a lot of work at Hampton Court House don't you yes Uh, beautiful beautiful work how long have you been a supplier there for uh, we've worked there for about 10 years, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's our local venue. We're five minutes away. Um, yeah. So, and we kind of do their weekly house flowers. I mean, you wouldn't think it, have you been there? No, you, I've just, no. I just, I only know it from you seeing it on your, um, on your stories and all the beautiful weddings and things you do there. I saw that they painted the wall. Yes. Which was, well the, the whole room in fact because it used to be red didn't it and I remember the hearing the joy in your voice when they were like look at the color it's so pretty but yeah 
I was like a small child when I walked into that room. I, I think I would be, I wouldn't be doing so many weddings if, um, if I had a pound for every time a bride said to me, do you think they're going to paint these walls anything oh. but red? I'd be a small millionaire. Um, it's such a mistake you make, isn't it? By painting rooms dark. And um, there's, there's one, it's not a very glamorous location, very near to, near to me, but they have these massive drapes um, and they're just hideous. And you just think, gosh, why doesn't somebody say, just put nice, plain, cream or white drapes Blank canvas and, yeah. and more things, and so I bet by painting the room, it's like everybody wants to be there now. I, mean, I think that was part of it that they didn't need to because they were so fully booked anyway. I mean, it's beautiful. The the, the, the whole house is stunning, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're stuck with a palette, aren't you? Yeah, it's so similar to how my school used to look like. My secondary school. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't. Uh, my second school did not have a heart-shaped lake in the uh, ground. <laughs> well, well, mine did. <laughs> Lucky. No, as gone. if. No, definitely didn't. Definitely not. And unicorns <laughs> trotting around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's such a lovely place to work. You know, it's it's obviously very handy, but I just love it. It's just, you know, when you go into a venue and you can either fill it with flowers or not fill it with flowers and it just feels it's just got such a lovely feel to it um yeah it's just it's 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 the dream really and we do I think we're doing about 35 weddings there um 35 or 40 weddings there this year so it's kind of our our main you know where we do most of our work yeah it's really important to connect with venues and things like that I found like a lot of my work has come through the venues that I've connected with and built a relationship up with. And um, yeah, unfortunately some of those closed and things like that over, yeah. over lockdown, but yeah, it's, I, I find it a really useful, a really useful tool to have where you've got somebody basically recommending you without even mm. being able to do anything. Absolutely. And, yeah. And a venue that, you know, and you know, the people that work there, you know how it works, you know what time you've got to get there and, and all that kind of stuff. It just makes it much easier, doesn't it? For um, yeah, those, those relationships are good. Yeah, I think, and because when you kind of work somewhere, they do, they like, you know, you can, you're setting up a wedding and you can hear them talking to showing new brides and going, oh, this is Steph. And yeah. she does so many weddings here and look at her, you can hear them kind of, and it's really lovely that they think that of, of your work. And um, yeah, so it is, it's, it's lovely. I, I love it very much. I'm very lucky to be um, so close to, well, honestly. I was never one with to kind of get onto lists. I didn't, I kind of wasn't really into kind of suppliers lists or anything like that. Um, so I wasn't on their suppliers list for years and years. Um, it's only been in the last couple of years that they've kind of um, put me on um, just because. Because you've done so many. They gave in. They gave in to my nagging. (laughs) Come on. They've put you on because you do such gorgeous work. Um, Such beautiful work. Honestly, I think that you may have single-handedly made me obsess about peonies. That I've never, I've... Oh, Did you start the hashtag peony porn? Well, in my head I did. Mm. I know you started the other one. I did petals but I, did. I think you might have started peony porn I reckon you did I looked back on it because I was like I've I've one day I was like oh that's brilliant come on 
all that work at the BBC uh, writing about sport has made me a, has made me find a brilliant hashtag. And then I was like, scroll, 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 scroll. And there was there's one picture before me that used it. But it was, oh. I don't know if they're even, they might not be on Instagram anymore. It was like that. someone had, had, someone far away had made, had used it. So I, so no, I, I actually can't take credit really. Well, I think it is you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I know, I know. And I bore people with ranunculars and peonies and, but, but I love them. So yeah. if they don't love them too, they can just unfollow me. I agree. Yeah. Um, so we Vic, all love it. Yeah. Vic said to me before you came on, she said, you have got the ruffliest grid on Instagram. <laughs> and we were looking down through your pictures and every single one is uh, like a really nice close up of a beautiful ruffly bouquet or just a single type of flower. It's really, it's, it's full, it's opulent, it's vibrant, it's colourful, it's absolutely gorgeous. But you... Um, have chosen to always share an image that's really quite close up you don't share other other than on stories you put a lot on stories of your your venues but on your actual grid you put just close-ups what is there a a thinking behind that or does it is it just that you prefer those images what what's your what's your view it it kind of came about because I when I first started on Instagram so we shut the shop and I was like oh my goodness how do people find us now um, and at the time it was Twitter, like Twitter had just started or had not just started, but I wasn't on Twitter. And then I started on Twitter and I kind of, and then when Instagram started, I was like, this is brilliant. What a perfect platform for florists because you're taking, photos. and at the time, you know, everyone was kind of into styling and making, and I did that for a while, but I just didn't have time. It was literally the time thing. And I was just like, I don't have time to put a pear next to my flowers <laughs> <laughs> or light a candle and then blow it out and take a photo. I love them. That's yeah. not a negative. I love it. But I just don't have time. So it was basically me holding up the flowers and taking a photo. That was it. And then when I took black, like, you know kind of further away I was like I don't quite uh, for me like the impact I just quite like it and then I just kind of all my florist friends you know obviously everybody's takes things differently and I just kind of thought oh do you know what I'm just gonna go for (laughs) go for the go for the impact and just go tight in we love it oh we love it and it obviously works 125,000 followers like that's working yeah, I'm not quite. I, yeah, this is an ongoing joke as well. My friend said to me, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, she was like, how, how have you got so many Instagram followers? And I was like, thanks for that. Thanks yeah, for the support no. to start with. <laughs> um, and secondly, I have no idea. I think I just started at a good time, you know, and I've just kind of built it up organically. I haven't, I've never, you know, I've had, I have people saying, oh, do you buy followers? Absolutely oh. not. No. And I think you can see that from, you know, I, I've, it's such a lovely community. I love, I love, um, I just think it's, I think it's the best thing for florists, you know, um, but, or, you know, and for other creative people, it's just such a wonderful platform 
it's like it's like your personal portfolio like so uh god when did i start floristry uh so it was 2008 and I'm not very technical to me ages to get an iPhone and things but so mm. I would do a wedding fair or go go and see people for weddings and I literally had proper printed out photographs in a book that me was like your portfolio yes. and you know and you'd be worried if you didn't have a good one and now it's kind of like nobody has a portfolio no one it's all on Instagram yeah I have got I've got an iPad which is yeah. uh, in sections which I take to new brides but like if like a Hampton Court house bride will say to me oh you know have you got this or that so I I do say oh I've got like a section on my Instagram you know videos of stuff we've done there so you can have a little look through and it just it kind of it's easier for them too they can kind of picture it more easily you know you can kind of see things in situ and it, it works really it works really well um yeah and which is in a way it's one it's 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 amazing but also it's quite bad because then it's made me not update my uh um website for about five years <laughs> we, we were having a look through website actually because it's very very simple um well, it's appalling to, oh <laughs> I say it's appalling but we can't we don't get we you don't get the same there's definitely not the same vibe but that just shows you our websites do you need a website that's the problem I don't and that's that's the issue mm. you know for how long I've had or how long have we all had 18 months of not doing anything yeah. really and I was like right that is it I'm going to um you know I've seen website people then I was like right I'm going to do just do my own I've got you know lovely images now um but do you need to no <laughs> there you go but that's the problem I, I mean it kind of does I do I do have the old bride going your website is not that informative <laughs> no yeah, it's it'd, be, it'd be nice to find out more about you because you know they're, they're on your website there isn't a lot about you and about your team and things like that um you're very um you, you don't really appear in front of camera or on Instagram and things like that so it's lovely to see your face the only part of your face I've ever seen is the top of your <laughs> eyes peeking over some peonies in your in your grid picture I know I know I just I did just did a couple of bits some stuff with David Austin Roses and they were asking me for a photo and I was like oh god no you do not want that (laughs) um yeah and then they kept like I kept emailing going you got that picture (laughs) what did you what did you get up to with David Austin Roses or is that all top secret no 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 it wasn't it was just um just over the last couple of years we've done bits and pieces with them and then um we were just doing a, a few bits for their website and kind of you know nothing no no nothing just um, the, but they they just needed a photo and I I was I was like oh you don't want that it kind of got your your website and your Instagram kind of goes against all the the rules you know people say have a good have a good website with pictures of you and tell everybody about you and what you do in the portfolio and then on Instagram as well it's kind of like show your face and um and show what you do you know show the type of thing you do so you'd kind of think you'd be putting your your weddings and the aisle and the urns and everything like that on there but you don't at all you go for the lovely ruffles and the close-ups so you just kind of prove that actually it doesn't it doesn't always ring true there is no one rule is there flower no, rebel 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> I do show kind of other stuff on my stories, yeah. but it's just, I just, just, I don't know. I just, there's so many um, people kind of offering Instagram advice and Instagram courses even of like what you should be doing on your Instagram um, and charging ridiculous ridiculous amounts of money for it um and I just I don't I don't agree kind of saying you know you need to keep to a certain color palette I mean to be honest I do because I love pink but that's nothing that's not because of I'm but you need to keep to this kind of thing and you need I just think you know you just put up stuff that makes you happy to look at if you like it just put it up yes I just don't I (laughs) I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it could be me. Um, no, I, but... I love it. Well, you've certainly grown a following doing what you're doing. Um, and we love your grid. We absolutely love it. So keep on Thank doing you. it. Yeah, I was yeah. scrolling back a very, very long way to try and find um, like a, an arrangement picture. And, and so it went, I went back miles and found a lovely moon gate that you did. Um, and I think it must have been Ainho. It looks it like was. it was. Yeah, yeah. And then very soon afterwards, I found a rabbit in a handbag and I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's <laughs> just perfect. Who was, who was called Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. I need a um, handbag. <laughs> yeah, I think that wedding was the wedding that made us as a wedding florist that the the Shakespeare rabbit. Um ah. we just shut the shop and I had met via Twitter, I think, an amazing uh photographer who became a really good friend or has become a really good friend. Um and we did uh we did a shoot at Ainho together which kind of got me a lot of Ainho weddings and um that wedding with the rabbit um was kind of our first big wedding away from the shop and it got in it just got everywhere that wedding so it kind of got in on Stole Me Pretty um in two wedding magazines um yeah it kind of got you know various yeah Yeah, it kind of got everywhere and it just I mean it was a beautiful wedding um but it was um it was the rabbit it was the rabbit it was the rabbit yeah her one of her what do they grooms maids carried carried the rabbit rabbit. on the handbag down the aisle love that I love it and yeah and and also being a host such an amazing oh well it's not it's not a wedding venue anymore unfortunately sad days it is a sad day but not for the people that have brought it and are going to live there that's like amazing for them (laughs) oh I know I know it's such an incredible place it's just it that's kind of another place it was just so magical that was always on my my want to do list when I was even at the shop I was like one day one day when I grow yeah. up, I want to do a wedding at Ainho. That's like me, yeah. and then it closed. So I've done, I've done <laughs> uh, many, freelanced on many a wedding there. Yeah. Uh, and then I always said, oh, I just know that, like, the thing that I want to do in my life is do a wedding there. And then I was like, oh, right, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, when I was it's in the same with, It's the same with Wedding Flowers one. and Accessories magazine as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's Maybe it's me. Because <laughs> I was like, I just want to get in Wedding Flowers and Accessories magazine. Bye bye. And Ainho. Bye. So I maybe know. I'll just stop wanting things and I everything know. will stop closing. 
that was another sad day oh so sad because you were in there so many times Mm. yeah we I think one of my highlights was having the I've had we had our flowers on the cover I think three times and it was literally my the the thinking I've gone from being a sports journalist sitting in a, a an office full of sweary men to um to yeah like that was that was the dream and I was that's very how, glad that's how I first found out about you oh was it through wedding flowers because yeah because it was it was there before Instagram it was you know and, and that was how how we used to kind of I suppose perv over all the flowers that's how we kind of got it you know, you'd be like, there, yes. And I remember it used to be monthly, didn't it? Wedding flowers, yeah. obsession magazine. Then it says bi-monthly. Yeah. You're like, oh, God, wait. I've got to yeah. wait. Yeah, that's that's how I found out about you. And all, you know, loads of other brilliant florists. But yeah, I remember you being on the cover. I remember one, there was uh, one we had the kind of flowery ribbons. Yes. On one. Oh, so oh. nice. Do you know what? I've just had this thought. If anybody from Wedding Flowers and Accessories magazine just listens to this, or if anybody knows anyone does, they need to do, rather than like a a bi-monthly magazine, they need to put out four publications of a year of just beautiful seasonal flowers and wedding trends because maybe we should do that Jess oh yeah with all the time time, yeah we've got loads loads of time (laughs) exactly just is gonna write it down (laughs) no this is the worst of it is right I go to I say Jess well that'd be a good idea and then Jess goes okay maybe we'll have a think about it and then Jess has to do all the legwork and get it get it done (laughs) well we've got something we've got something going on at the moment that we've had to hire a graphic designer for so maybe I'll just have a little word with her and find out if she's got a bit more time ooh la la Oh, that's, anyway, that's very exciting. We keep oh, talking about small. us, Jess. I know it's good. This is sorry. <laughs> I know I can tell that I've had a heavy weekend. I'm quite tired because yeah, my <laughs> mind just my mind is wandering and going places today. So I do apologize. You're Let's way more back. interesting than me. Oh, uh, definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely, no, really. Definitely not. Yeah, so we were already doing wedding, you know, a lot of yeah. but it was kind of like the a step up. so actually the wedding that got everywhere was at uh northbrook park northbrook yeah so the ainho we did um i always wanted to do a wedding at ainho that was kind of confused sorry the rabbit in the bag was yes was at northbrook sorry yeah yeah um but ainho we did a, a photo shoot with the same photographer that we did that wedding with um and then from there i got a lot of weddings at Ainho just because that obviously she was uh, well she is an amazing photographer she doesn't do weddings anymore but um yeah so she had a lot of connections in with you know magazines and stuff they every time she took a photo a magazine would want to put it in so um yeah that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> um yeah so that's and so the, that was the Ainho thing and then this other wedding was Northbrook Park um which uh yeah it did it did get everywhere and it just got us so many weddings it's and I think that's the brilliant thing with um Instagram you know if you do a wedding somewhere and you tag it or you put a location on it brides will find you because Mm -hmm. that's how people find I think a lot of their suppliers now yeah because you can see what you're getting absolutely so have you heard the news about Instagram about the videos yeah what do you think to that uh i'm a bit sad yeah yeah so for, for, so so this let me let me say for our listeners who might yeah. not have heard the news yeah, yeah so basically um some head honcho at instagram 
um, I hadn't read the full article, but he essentially, there was a quote and it said, um, Instagram is no longer a photo sharing platform and that they will be moving everything towards reels and videos and things like that, which yeah. is so sad, isn't it? But they'll still, we'll still have grids, right? They're just going to yeah. put more emphasis on the videos and the reels, yeah? Yeah, so the more... I mean, I put something on my stories last week about, um, uh, so my, I mean, I'm, you know, this is in, I'm not having a moan. It just, it just was, you can really see in the last three weeks or four weeks or so, there's been a massive drop of um, new followers um, and people seeing my pictures. And it's just, it was, it's that bigger, you know, it, it was, it's quite a dramatic drop. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I had to put a little poll on saying, did, had anyone else noticed it? And I think it came up 84% of people said yes for them too. Um, so I think the more, basically the more video content you put up, um, Instagram TV, Reels, that's going to push more people to see your page. Okay. So if you just stick to photos, I think, I don't know. I just think just, it's a bit depressing, well, really, isn't it? Because, you, you know, not everyone wants to make videos and, and do Or has the like time. That. Or has the time. Well, especially not you. Well, no, 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 it's not that. <laughs> no, it's, no, but it's you know, true. Like... Yeah, it's yeah. true. You have to, like, in order to get videos and then you've got to edit them and you've got to get them all on there and you've got to add music. And it's, I don't know, I just, it'd just be a shame to lose the emphasis on mm. having beautiful still images, which is, I still love scrolling. I really I, do. I really do as well. And I also think it's going to be, a, it's a generational thing as well, because uh, the youth of today, they love it. <laughs> they love making a reel. They love video. They love all of that kind of stuff. But actually for a business that's very visual, mm. we just want to put nice images out there. And yes, maybe like on your stories, like a little bit of a tour around of what you're doing. But I, I know that it's really sad and it might mean that um, Instagram won't mean the same to us as it, as it does now, maybe in a mm. few years down the line, but it leaves it open to somebody else to create a platform very similar to Instagram that's all visual and we'll all hop over on on there because if you think about how popular Facebook used to be as as it is now and you know things come and go all the time and Instagram's had a good long old go at it haven't they so yeah I think it's something else to set up Vic I was just about to say (laughs) coming down on the notes (laughs) your graphic designer is going to be super busy yeah <laughs> They'll be like rubbing their hands over. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can you just create us a new Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little I, like last night we were talking about it, and I just think it's kind of just a bit greedy. They just want to become TikTok because they can see that, you know, all the younger people are using TikTok so much. And they just, I think they just want to, you know, like the real. Don't they own TikTok though? Who no. owns TikTok? Who owns TikTok? No, they don't own TikTok. Is it Facebook no. that owns TikTok? Yes, I think yeah. so. Okay. Oh, is it? Okay. So think... Facebook owns Instagram as well then? Oh, no, so they, they're not owned by the same people. I thought, I thought TikTok was, so... was China. Oh, God, I, don't. I don't know. Anyway, I don't. Know. I'm not, that's one place I haven't, I haven't, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think, that. I just think it's a little bit greedy. I was like, come on, like Instagram was doing brilliantly as what, as it was. And yeah, okay, add on the reels or add on, you know, it's a, a good thing to have, you know, if you want to put up like an Instagram TV or whatever. It's, but I've just noticed 
as well they're like now you know put stuff on and you can earn money from it is when I go on my Instagram is it yours as well it's just at the top not us we're not we haven't got enough followers for that no (laughs) I think think it's everybody what you mean you can like monetize it or something yeah really like by putting on uh, Instagram TVs and um whatever What's next for Fair Enough for Flowers? Are you really happy with, obviously you want to do slightly less weddings, but are you really happy with how your business has grown and you feel like you're just going to be doing more of the same or is there something else that you're, you're is, is there a book coming? Are you... Oh, peony oh, porn oh book, God. hashtag oh my God. <laughs> yeah, is there something else you're longing to do? Um, there might be a book <gasps> at some point. I don't... I think my issue, this is my issue. You know, when you see every other florist teaching and every other florist making a book and every other florist doing this, and I'm like, I don't want to just follow every, it kind of, do you know what I mean? Even though you're not yeah. in my head, I've got a bit of a weird head, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to like, just do what everybody else is doing which but is everybody loves a book that's the thing I, do. I don't think that you can have enough floristry books <laughs> no, like, I, I would buy there is there are lots of people that we've spoken to who have got books coming out and yes. I'm going to buy every single one because <laughs> I love a floristry book and everybody brings something different and even if I don't even read what they're saying I just love scrolling through the, it's an yeah. Instagram kind of thing isn't it it's like yeah, yeah. pictures and getting inspiration so don't ever worry about bringing out a book because like seriously it's something I would long for so we have I've been talking about it for about three years um and I can't quite work out what angle to take with it if you know what I mean um so that's kind of what's so then there probably will be I think next year we will definitely do less weddings um and probably a bit more teaching I just get so many um requests from and so I just think oh do you know what just be brave and just do it are um, you gonna think you thinking about one-to-ones or more group uh, scenarios I don't know <laughs> I don't see, know see what happens I don't know um I don't know really like I was gonna do some just before covid happened and then it obviously shut everything down and that was just going to be like a small group probably six six people um yeah and now it's just kind of I'm just so full of weddings but it is something that I do like I you know I love doing the Christmas ones and it is something like I love being around people which is what why the shop was so lovely um and I love kind of the community and kind of flowers just make you know anything with flowers I think just builds such a lovely community with people you know florist friends or just people that love flowers or you know kind of growers or whatever it's just a lovely community um you know even with, when we had the shop it was just you know a nice place to be because everyone was just happy hmm. and you know if you're having a bad day come and buy a bunch of flowers and then it's not as bad so um, you're right actually even when it's a sad occasion that people buy flowers for um when they come to pick up or you know you drop off the arrangement or you get a, get a message afterwards it's always a really joyful message it's always like a thank you they really made the day or he would have loved them or something like that so flowers are always joyful even in really sad situations aren't they yeah absolutely and I think like I, I used to love we do still do funeral flowers or um kind of funeral tributes and stuff um but we never 
because when we were in Shepparton and there was, you know, three other more traditional florists that kind of did the, the, the letters and the, we never did that. So our funeral flowers were always so uh, focused on who, you know, who the flowers were for, what they loved, um, you know, what, not even just the colours, you know, if they had, you know, beautiful gardens and then we would go and take some, go and cut bits from their garden to include in it. And um, so it was kind of a lot more personal and, mm. and I loved doing that, you know, why, why should funeral flowers just be a, a number in a book that you pick? Mm. Um, so, yeah. So you still do funeral flowers. Do you still do like bouquets for delivery and collection and things like that? Um, not as much because we buy into order for certain yeah. things. Uh, we don't hold a stock of flowers. So it's just, it's just, uh, we did a few, we did a few like peony drops and we did bouquets and stuff during like the lockdown. Yeah. Um, but and we do the, you know, if somebody gets in touch, we do a lot of replica bouquets and stuff for anniversaries, which is really cute. Um, um, so we will if we can, but if, you know, it's not something that we advertise. Um, but if, you know, someone gets in touch and says, can you, and we've got something on, then we do. Do you think that COVID, well, I think it did, gave, gave so many people time to kind of look at their lives a bit and go, oh God, I've been so busy and this, that and the other. And I actually quite like it a bit, a bit of a yeah. better pace. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every single one of my friends and florist friends or just friends have been, have said exactly that. You mm. see it, don't you? It's all over Instagram and Facebook or whatever. But it's yeah, absolutely. It just makes you realise that life is short. I think, and yes, you can work and do beautiful weddings and whatever, but you have to kind of make time for um, kind of life. My dad was really ill. Um, he had cancer, and we've never had that in our family. You, you know, anyone being super poorly um so he went through treatment for two years and that also just opened my eyes to like life is just too short to yeah ignore you know just to bury your head in work yeah it is it is but on, on a on a on a the other opposite end of the scale of that it's also um made us realize who we don't want to be spending time with and those <laughs> are the people that we haven't reconnected with yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> not going to waste my time with you anymore I'm going to make more time for <laughs> the other people so yeah yeah it's true absolutely so yeah and more holidays to the Maldives yeah oh, well absolutely I um, noticed that on your stories I was looking at your venues and I was like oh she's done one in the Maldives I went no she hasn't she's been on holidays to the Maldives and it looked oh, glorious amazing it's um it's my one it's my one treat so we you know one holiday a year yeah and for the last I don't know how many times it's we uh, just go to the Maldives did you go um, to the same place uh we have done for the last eight years I think mm. um and it's just it's just a dream and again yeah. it's kind of the same the same thing as like Hampton Court House in terms of you go there and you get to know everybody mm. and you know I'm friends with a lot of the staff on you know just generally yeah. and you know you go back and it's like seeing family 
um yeah. and they treat you i mean it's it's a ridiculously incredible island it's just like their attention to detail is just insane um it's also when you go back to the same place you instantly relax because you don't have to find out where things are and you don't need to explore you can in your head go right i'm lying on that lounger for the first two days of my holiday (laughs) and you just know absolutely and then they welcome you with your favorite drink on the jetty so you're like okay that's good and then you go to your room and then there's they've made what did they do last time they were like they'd made they'd got me a huge bunch of flowers which to be honest I didn't really (laughs) (laughs) get them out immediately (laughs) um and they'd made like flour-based biscuits and cakes and you know I mean you know Instagram worthy so they um yeah but it's just it's kind of my one getaway it's just a place you can just go and you know turn off social media if you want to and just your life if you want to do you completely shut off when you go do you just down tools um I do take my laptop and check emails every few days just because I don't want to miss it's worse going back to it isn't it then you just like a whole um so I think I just check my emails kind of every four days or so and I do still look at Instagram because (laughs) because how do you not exactly (laughs) (laughs) um and then I shared stuff um I just shared on my stories um I think I only put one picture up from my holiday on my actual grid but I think um I every day I would put up stories and people were like you know show me more show me more yeah it's like you of your toes and then the sea in the background (laughs) yeah I mean it's incredible and they they did they they were they upgrade us and stuff like that into the most ridiculous rooms that obviously I would never be able to afford even if I sold both my kidneys (laughs) you know like well this room would be fifteen thousand dollars a night and I'm like what the heavens um oh, and it's so probably mad. about 10 times bigger than my house but, um, yeah incredible enjoy it enjoy it yeah. take, those, take those upgrades and yes, but then uh, damn covid oh well yeah that's the thing so you've obviously missed last year yeah. you missed last year's holiday and you won't be getting one this year right or you're gonna try no so we tend to go in february so ah. um we had it just before lockdown actually oh well that's good and then nothing last year, and then maybe February. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. You're going to need it. Honestly, the amount of work you're doing, the amount of weddings, you need that complete holiday getaway. It's like a, a weekend camping trip is not going to do it for the relaxation. You're going to have to have, you're gonna have, to have a ten, 10 days in Manchester instead, love. <laughs> I know. There's the dream. In the rain. <laughs> I think it's quite, but like stuff like we did a wedding in Cheshire uh, last week and even just like so we were there for like a couple of nights but it was just really nice nice, just a change Mm. of scenery it's just a nice thing to like go and do a wedding yeah somewhere else that you you know I'd never been to Cheshire yeah just getting away isn't it just getting away yeah yeah change of scenery yeah we went to London for a day to go and see um I saw yeah but we were only we literally the majority of it was driving (laughs) and then we I think we had an hour there and then we drove back but honestly we were like Oh, it was so nice just to get away from home. 
yeah you know or from Even, work yeah, driving through London we were like oh look it's so quiet and you know and then we walked over there and it was just you know the 10 minute walk or whatever it was it was like it's so nice to be in London yeah. <laughs> even if it's just for an hour <laughs> yeah. yeah it didn't, didn't, didn't damage that. at the gift no, shop exactly yeah no? <laughs> go do some damage at a gift shop and then get home again it's absolutely uh, fine yeah. yeah but it's just it's nice that life is opening up a little bit yeah and I think, we will I think, get back to normal I think normality is in touching yeah distance now yeah um, absolutely listening to the news yesterday it's, it sounds like they're they're ready positive yeah it does sound positive in terms of um your weddings have a lot of people so are, are you counting on like larger numbers moving forward into the rest of the year or do you have kind of a mix of kind of large numbers small numbers you know a lot of my couple or not not a lot of them some of them because they've got family abroad and stuff they are still going to go ahead just because they've you know they've put it off two or three times now um so they're just going to go ahead and just go with smaller numbers um and um but on the whole I think most of my weddings are getting back to pretty much normal numbers now um I mean at the the moment they're having to add extra tables because of social distancing even though they don't have to that's not their fault that's the venue's fault but, yeah. um which is kind of another thing that it, it's just another uncertainty in our lives isn't it at the moment it is because it might all change on the 19th he might yeah. they might do away with um with face masks and social distancing yeah so then it's kind of like oh right well we don't need those extra five tables but yeah. you know it, it's going to go up yeah. and then down and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think they're pretty much back to normal now, really. I mean, the next few we've got coming up, we've got two this week and they're both um, adding, uh, you know, having to add tables to be able to socially distance, which just I don't know, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit weird. And then one for weddings. Yeah, but then also it's like you can have a DJ. You can you have a band, but you can't have a dance floor. You can, but you yeah. have a, you can, but you, you can, can dance. dance. Well, no, it's. I think it's 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 uh it's not illegal to dance. Advised, no, it's just advised against. against. Yeah. So you can dance. You can, and people will because they're going to have a drink and they're going to dance. Well, they might dance, you know, behind their chairs or around the tables. You can get a good conga going. <laughs> But you can't. Oh, as long as you're a meter you're two, apart. Yeah, meter yeah. apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of our brides last week, she was like, I saw her the next morning. She was like, oh, my legs. I haven't danced. I haven't danced for like a year. And I was thinking, oh, you shouldn't have danced now. Yeah, strongly advised against. Well, I did. I did a wedding on the hush. So I did a wedding, and they were had their first dance. But they were allowed like their band, and they had this big live band, and people had bongo. There was mm. bongo players and all sorts. And I was like this is going to be a big party, like a yeah. big party. Anyway, I went into the, the venue the next day and uh, she was like, oh, it got rowdy in here and everyone was drunk and everyone was dancing. And I was like, oh, but everyone, <laughs> it, they will do it. It's not illegal, is it? It's of not course. illegal. No. So, of course. And they've waited for this day for so yeah. long, haven't they? And so. they've got a bongo player for goodness <laughs> sake. Of course they're going to dance. Of course. Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> and everyone's, everyone's doing their covid tests like i don't think i would go 
uh, to somebody's wedding without doing one of the natural flow tests. Like we went to a party the other night and there was, you know, only 30 of us. But, you know, I did a test before because I don't want to be responsible. Mm. So I've, anything. I've been double jabbed. So fingers crossed I wouldn't get anything. But mm. who knows if you're passing it on? So most of the people at that wedding have probably done a lateral flow test anyway. So I reckon, you know, snog away, <laughs> dance away, just go for it. <laughs> I think we're getting to that point where people are doing exactly that now. Yeah. So, um, well, fingers crossed that they, that, that we're nearly through it because it's yeah. been a weird old Everything time, hasn't has, it? it? Hasn't it? Hasn't it? Mm. Well, good luck with all of your wonderful Thank weddings this you. year. And good luck with sorting out freelancers. I bet you'll feel a lot calmer after you've just got them all booked in and then you can start, you know planning i think it's going to be meticulous spreadsheets for everybody this year just to make sure that everything gets done on time or scribbly yeah. scribbly list on paper like i do <laughs> spreadsheets fix spreadsheets. I've, I've got a lot of notes open on my uh on my laptop oh, your, my uh, on my phone yeah i'm the same <laughs> i'll write that down i'll write that down I'm like that. where did i put that i'm exactly the same if you want to keep your 73 notes open yeah. yes i do <laughs> <laughs> well um, it's yeah. It's been so lovely to finally chat with you. Thank you so much for your Thank time, you. Steph. Um, we've been Thank so excited about Oh, well, yeah. we love, we absolutely love your work. And it's been so lush to actually find out a little bit more about you. Yeah, it's been a lovely conversation. Yeah. And yeah, just love everything, everything that you do. Hope Instagram doesn't change too much because I want to see more of your lovely pictures on the grid. I'm just going to um, have to start making videos. You just have to dance around with a bouquet. Da, da, da. Yeah, you might have to show yeah. your face. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a just quickly, a florist friend of mine uh, up in Yorkshire, she was like, you need to show your face more. And I was like, okay. And then I did. And then the next day I did another video with my face on saying, oh, because my dad had got the all clear and I'd got so many messages from people like wishing him well and stuff. And so I, sh- I did another one and everyone was like, oh, is this, are you going to be, are you going to be like talking to us? And I was like, absolutely not. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't appeared yet. I haven't appeared since for like two years. Oh, bless you. Well, oh, this was two years ago. Oh no, it was a year ago. It was oh, a year, year and a half ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so pleased your dad got the all clear as well. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. That is Thank so you. good. So good. Um, yeah. So um, that was funny, but maybe, uh, maybe it'll be a new thing. Maybe oh. I'll perk my face up uh, on it. you so much for chatting with us Steph you are absolutely fantastic we had such fun if you would like to check out Steph's beautiful Instagram grid then head straight over to at fair enough flowers that's f-a-i-r-y n-u-f-f f-l-o-w-e-r-s and if you don't already then you definitely need to follow Steph's hashtag pretty perfect petals so that's it for another week gang Until next Thursday, take care and stay safe. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Girl Flower Podcast. Please subscribe, share and review on your podcast provider and help us to reach out and connect with other florists, growers and enthusiasts.